Welcome to the Sports Beat. We are going to be talking about all things sports all the time, or at least part of the time. We're here for your entertainment and to give you my vast, vast, some might even say unprecedented opinion on sports, my knowledge. Uh, we It is the week before the Super Bowl. What an exciting time to talk about sports. Some people have their favorite time of the sports year. For a lot of people, it's college basketball. It's March Madness. It's golly, those first couple of rounds. It is a great time. For some people, like myself, one of my favorites, opening week of baseball. Fantastic time in the sports world. Man, right now we have so much going on. I'm a, I, I'm a baseball fanatic, so I'm, have mixed emotions about this baseball offseason. And, it's been a roller coaster. It's been like really, really busy and it's just been dead. And this is a great time because there's so much going on in the different realms. You got college football transfer portal. That's kind of died down. That's kind of, that was a flash in the pan as it usually is predictably. Ton of action the first 48 hours, ton of action really the first week or two. And then it kind of dies down. Guys realize they're not as wanted as they thought they were. They're not going to make as much money as they thought they were. Let's just be honest. And they kind of come come back to their former schools with their tails between their legs. But we have the NFL Super Bowl coming up. We have college football transfer portal. And we have college basketball and MLB offseason. There's let's 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 start with the NFL, because the obvious matchup, 49ers, Chiefs, it's kind of boring. I'll be honest. I was rooting for the Lions. I was really rooting for the NFL darlings to take that last step to get there. That was uh, that was a disappointment. A little bit predictable. A little bit predictable that they didn't make it. But eh, it is what it is. I like quite a few of the guys on the 49ers. Kind of tired of the Chiefs. I think everyone is. I've had my fill of the Chiefs. I've had my fill of the Patrick Mahomes and his dad bod. I've had my fill of Travis Kelsey and his Pfizer commercials. And as almost every single one of you have had my fill with the constant Taylor Swift footage and using her like a, almost like a PG rated hooker for the NFL. Oh, here she is. Here she is. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. A little bit, uh, a little bit ridiculous, but I will say if nothing else, it's been a fun hiring cycle for the NFL. It's been a fun. Longer than I thought it would take NFL hiring carousel. We have, what do we have? Two, four, six, seven hires. Was it seven? Seven hires in the NFL. I don't know. That seems like a lot. That seems like double what it normally is. I think normally it's 3.5 hires per NFL, NFL coaching carousel. That seven's a lot. And it seems like there's a lot of young guys getting hired. First-timers, is there three? Three first-time, technically, coaches? Raheem Morris is already a coach. But the Panthers hired a first-timer. The Patriots hired a first-timer. And the Titans and Seahawks, so four. Four. Mike McDonald to the Seahawks, 36 years old. Still green behind the ears. That's a saying still, right? 
I don't know. If you're this, if you're a Seahawks fan, are you excited about that hire? I'm, I'm really not. I'm really, really, that's a, if you're grading that, that's a, I mean, C. If you're being a pessimistic fan, a D. Seahawks, known for their defense. Known for grinding it out, being tough, making the plays when they have to. Known for their defense. And guess what you got after you got rid of Pete Carroll? You got a defensive guy. That's fine. That's fine. It's it's a safe hire, I guess. But at the same time, not really. It's not really a safe hire because you got a first-time coach at age 36 with minimal, obviously because he's 36, but minimal experience. You feel good about the hire? Is that really driving the ticket sales? Is that a a big, splashy, sexy hire? I don't think it is. I don't know a whole lot about Mike McDonald, but I know he coached a good defense. He did. His one year at Michigan, obviously with the Ravens, he did. He coached a good defense. But, man, to me, it seems like that's not the Seahawks' biggest need. Could they get better on defense? Sure. Yes, they could. You can say that about Almost every single NFL team, yeah, they could they could shore some things up on defense, but man, they uh they could shore a lot more up. I feel like that that wasn't a, that wasn't a home run hire. And look, maybe in a year or two, this is that is the dumbest take on the on that hire. Maybe it was a stupid take, but that is that doesn't do it for me at all. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it'll be a great hire, but that's I think Mike McDonald's a C at best. And if you're being pessimistic, as a lot of fans are, I'm I'm gonna say a D. That doesn't that doesn't do it for me. Doesn't do it for me. You look at the Falcons, Raheem Morris. I don't know. He's got head coaching experience. He's young. He's really young, actually. He's he's still a young guy. He's a players coach. I think he'll relate really well to his players. And look, if you look at the Falcons. Man, I feel like that roster's loaded. I feel like not loaded. That's probably being a little generous. I think they're, I think they're pretty good. I think you replace a piece. Looking at you, Desmond Ritter. Maybe a couple pieces. Maybe a linebacker on the defensive side. I think you're looking at a playoff team. I think they could surprise some people next year. I think they could. That division's so bad. That division's so bad. I think they could. I think they could be a dark horse for a playoff spot. I don't know if you if you were going to make if you're going to turn things around in one year, that's the place to do it. That's the division to do it. Mm. Staying in the same division, Panthers hiring Dave Canales. I don't know. I don't know a lot about him. He was he was a Fast riser, kind of the QB whisperer, taking, I mean, the guy went to the playoffs and won a game with Baker Mayfield. I'm not trying to dump on Baker Mayfield. I just don't, I think that's really impressive to win a playoff game pretty handily, mind you, against the Eagles, which it's the Eagles. They went to the Super Bowl last year, but, I mean, they haven't won a game in a long time, it feels like. Took the Bucks to the playoffs. Won a playoff game with them, with Baker Mayfield. And and Baker Mayfield looked pretty good. Baker Mayfield, 
he, I feel like he kind of, he owes Dave Canales a little bit. Maybe take him out to dinner. I feel like he, he made Baker Mayfield some money. Cause when he signed last year, I think he signed a one year, $6 million deal with the Bucks. I thought that was terrible. Only saving grace is it was a one year, $6 million deal. I didn't think Baker Mayfield was a starting quarterback in the NFL. He had a fun handful of games or less with the Rams. That was a cool story. But come on. Injury? Maybe. Maybe that maybe that was why. But Baker Mayfield, up until this last year, was having the career that I predicted Baker Mayfield would have. Not great. Not worthy of a number one overall pick. And as far as Baker Mayfield, I like his story. I like his personality. What a fun, cool college quarterback. He'd be fun to play catch with. He'd be fun to be on the sideline with. He'd be fun to share a Coke Zero with. But I don't know. He doesn't really do it for me for for an NFL quarterback until this last year. Maybe Dave Canales unlocked something with him. Maybe he found the best version of Baker Mayfield there is. Looks like it. He's going to make Baker some money. I think Baker will sign it. Not a massive, not a massive deal. Not an Aaron Rodgers deal. <laughs> not a Justin Herbert deal. But I think he'll sign a pretty good deal. I'd like to see him stay with the Buccaneers. I think that's a pretty good match. I think that's a pretty good, uh, a pretty good marriage between the Bucks and Baker. Speaking of Justin Herbert, let's move on to the Chargers. Ugh. If there was a hire, if there was a hire in this NFL offseason for a head coach, I don't know. This could either be the absolute best hire, and they're set for a decade plus, or it's Urban Meyer 2.0 with the Jags a couple years ago. Now, obviously, it's different. Jim Harbaugh has not just NFL experience, but good NFL experience. Jim Harbaugh's a weirdo. He's a we- he's kind of a weird dude, but you know what? He wins. And it seems like his players like him. Michigan was willing to make him the highest paid coach in college football. And he still said no thanks. He's kind of a weird dude, but you know what? He wins. He won at Stanford. He won with the 49ers. He won with Michigan. Chances are I could see him winning with the Chargers. Granted, the NFL is different than it was eight, seven, eight years ago. God, when did he go to Michigan? It's different. It's not that different. He's shown he can adjust. So I think fast forward 36 months from now, this is the one that it's like, this is the best hire in this go-around of, of NFL coaches, or it's the worst, and it crashes and burns. You talk about a, a roster that's, in my opinion, it's it's pretty loaded. I think I think he'll get the best out of Justin Herbert. They just lost Kellen Moore to the Eagles, the offensive coordinator, who I think is one of the most overrated OCs in the game. It's not groundbreaking. It's not like, oh, what a hot take. No, it's not. It's not super original, but I think the Cowboys made Kellen Moore a lot of money. I think he tried to prove that he was a good OC, so he went to the Chargers. And did you see their offense last year? 
I don't know where they ranked in the NFL, but let me tell you, they took a step. They took two steps backwards. So Kellen Moore runs to Philadelphia, where he's got a lot of weapons too, just like with the Cowboys. And he might be able to make himself some more money and get himself because because for a while Kellen Moore was a big name for a head coaching job. A couple of off seasons ago, I think he was like thirty three, thirty four. He was. He was considered for some head coaching jobs in the NFL. I don't know. Not now. I don't think he's high on anyone's radar on that one. But maybe he goes to the Eagles and turns things around. Maybe he goes to the Eagles and makes himself some money and they, has a good couple of years. Maybe they turn things around and win a couple of games in the playoffs. I don't know. But back to the Chargers. I think, I think Jim Harbaugh, he'll at least make the Chargers fun. He'll at least make Chargers Chiefs matchups really fun to watch. Weird dude. I think he's going to get the most out of Justin Herbert. I'm not a huge fan of Eckler. Eckler's the kind of guy on paper his stats look really good. Really good. If you're into fantasy football, his numbers look great. You want him. He catches the ball, he's got good hands supposedly, but for whatever reason, every single time I've ever watched Austin Austin Eckler Eckler Every time I've watched him play football, my gosh, he misses blocks, he drops balls, and he runs straight ahead for two and a half to three yards. And I'm like, is this this is the guy everyone's talked about? Oh, he's so good. He's not great at anything, but he's good at everything. I don't I don't he's good at getting two yards, yeah. He's good at not making anybody miss. I'm not impressed with Eckler. But if you like him. Then the Chargers set at running back, set at quarterback. Got some good, they've got some good pieces on the defensive side of the ball. People forget about, they forget about Bosa, the older Bosa. They forget that they have, they have some good linebackers. For whatever reason, when Brandon Staley was picked to be their coach, he was known for his defense. And, man, their defense got worse and worse every year but that he was the coach. So, I mean, does Jim Harbaugh come in there? Hard-nosed, older guy, has so much experience, won championships. Maybe he comes in there and he leads the locker room a little better. I don't know. I think that I don't think they're far away. I think the Falcons are pretty close to being a playoff team. In fact, they might be a playoff team. If nothing else, they have a substantially easier division than the Chargers do. The Chargers got – I don't think the Broncos are a laughing stock anymore. I think the Raiders – we'll get into them in just a second. I don't think they're great, but I think they played better football than they did a couple of, uh, last year. I think they'll play better than last year. And then obviously the Chiefs. It's not a, it's not a laughing stock. I think the Chargers can make it. Interesting. I'm not saying they're going to go to the playoffs next year, but I, it wouldn't shock me. I think out of all the out of all the teams, I can see the Chargers getting in, and I can see the Falcons getting in. All the new teams that got that got new head coaches, I can see those two making the playoffs. So I don't know. I I think Dave Canales. We kind of skipped over him. I I think the Panthers. I understand why they hired him. I do. Inexperienced, yes, but my gosh, Bryce Young has to get better, and he has to get better in a hurry. 
I mean, if you're the Panthers, C.J. Stroud, you drafted Bryce Young. You didn't just draft Bryce Young. You gave up a lot to be able to draft Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. I mean, to me, they puked down their leg. That was such – that was a really historically bad move in the draft. Historically bad move. And heads have rolled because of it. Heads have rolled because of it. I get it. But, man, that's ugly. Bryce Young, I didn't think would look great. I didn't think CJ Stroud would look great, though. I didn't think he'd look awful. I thought he'd be, I thought he'd be pretty good. But I didn't think he'd be this good. My gosh, he's historically good in his own sense. But I thought, I didn't think Bryce Young would be good, but I thought he'd be serviceable. I thought he'd show at least some glimpses of hope for the Panthers. But, oh, man, he's been bad. I don't, I can't think of a, a worse rookie campaign for a rookie quarterback, literally. And I like Bryce Young. I think he's a respectful a good Christian kid who seems humble and who hadn't let his emotions get the best of him, at least out in the public eye. Man, he's been bad. He's been really bad. And from the, the handful of games that I've seen him and I've seen film on him, he's been running for his life quite a bit. But he's got to get better. He's got to make better decisions. He's made some questionable decisions, to say the least. And that, so I get why Dave Canales was hired. I do. I mean, if you, if you want to find someone to draw the best out of your quarterback, then, I mean, Canales seems to be your guy. He's got a pretty good darn history of getting the best out of his quarterbacks. Latest example being Baker Mayfield. I, I understand why they did it. Man, they, he has to, he's got his work cut out for him. He has to fix him in a hurry. Because, I mean, you, you gave up so much to get him. You gotta play him. You can't just give up on it. It's been a year. It's been a bad year, but it's only been a year. But is this, is year two for Bryce Young? Is that it? Is that his last chance? Do you move on from, do you move on from him after two years? Is he like a different Justin Fields? Cause Justin Fields, similar. Different build. My gosh, he's way bigger. But similar in the sense of really bad. Then he was, I thought he's pretty good. Was it two, was it 22? He had a pretty good season. And then he just kind of fell back. Very vanilla, very eh. If you're the Panthers, I mean, what are you, what are you excited for? You don't have McCaffrey anymore. Yeah, Bryce Young and some average at best wide receivers. Thielen doing it for you? I like him too. I do. I like him a lot actually. But is he your number one wide receiver? Oh man. I think he's a pretty good number two wide receiver. But ouch. I don't know. That's not uh not a lot to be hopeful for if you're a Carolina Panthers fan. So we'll see. Maybe Dave Canales comes in and changes the culture. I think I think he might be. Well, no, I say I, I know he's in the toughest spot. 
Him or Brian Callahan? Toughest spot. Toughest spot, in my opinion. But hey, you have a head coaching job offered to you. You got to take it. I mean, you're, the job's open for a reason, so I, I understand. But man, Dave Canales got his work cut out for him. Let's go back. Let's go back to the Raiders. Antonio Pierce. I don't care for him. That's just me. I don't. I don't care for him. And, and by the way, I just, it just brought to my attention we completely missed Dan Quinn with the Commanders, and I will do my best to call them the Commanders, not the Redskins. Completely forgot about Dan Quinn. And the, the Washington Commanders. We'll go back to him in just a second. But Antonio Pierce seems like a player's coach. Kind of just seems like a rah-rah type of guy. I don't know. He kind of came up super quick as well. Really quick. I don't think he's as young as some of these other guys, but he didn't have a whole lot of experience. Defensive guy. And they did play They did play better deep, noticeably better defense. But was it the schedule? We'll see. Very vanilla hire, safe hire. Just take the interim tag off of his name. I understand that. I understand the reason for the hire. They needed a safe hire. But did he? Did he? He went five and four as a coach. <laughs> Excuse me. Five and four as a coach. Good. Not great. Not good enough where it's a given that he gets the head coaching job. Good enough that it's given he gets a serious interview, but not given that he gets the job. I don't, I don't know. Again, not a sexy hire. It's hard, but it's hard to get a quote unquote sexy hire in the NFL. It's hard to get a home run hire. I don't know. That one doesn't do it for me. There's a couple on this list that do. Antonio Pierce is not one of them. And let me tell you, Dan Quinn is not one of them either. A defensive guy has to be best known for puking down his leg in the Super Bowl. Biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Not your fault, Dan. You're playing against the best. Coach and quarterback. But, I mean, after that, didn't he miss the playoffs three years in a row? He had a really nice roster. He had a really nice roster. That, that was the Matt Ryan and Julio Jones era. Yeah, he had a nice roster. And that tight end. Oh, I don't remember his name. Gosh darn it. I'll have to look that up. It was a, it was a nice roster. Definitely sh- a roster good enough to not miss the playoffs three years in a row. And that's why he got shown the door. And he went and he coached defense for the Cowboys. Did a nice job. They had a good a good defense. But you know what? Characteristic of, of the Cowboys' defense in the biggest moments, they crumbled. They crumbled. Decent, decent regular season stats. That's pretty good. But they lost to the Packers, and they gave up 48 points. And it could have been a lot more. It could have been in the 50s easily. They took the gas. They took, they took the foot off the gas. In the biggest moments, not an impressive defense. In the biggest moment of his coaching career, not impressive coaching in the Super Bowl. If you'll remember that game, a lot of 
a lot of three and outs, a lot of safe play calling. I've never coached in the Super Bowl, but I have a sports podcast, so I can talk about it. <laughs> Not a fun hire. And they went from Ron Rivera, good with the media, well-spoken, defensive guy. And they get new ownership. They get a new front office. And so everything's kind of looking new. Like, okay, let's get a good hire. Let's get Ben Johnson in here. Ben Johnson tells him thanks, but no thanks. Probably just guessing got the big, a record amount of money to be the OC for the Lions. And so they say, all right, we need another splashy hire. Gosh, who do we get? Let's give Dan Quinn a call. I mean, if you're going to go defense, don't you try and go out and get Mike McDonald? Dan Quinn, best known for giving up the biggest lead in the Super Bowl. And his defenses, the numbers look pretty good, but in the biggest spots, they crumble. And a paper tiger. Not an impressive, not an impressive hire, in my opinion. Not great. Not great. Going to the Titans. Brian Callahan. I don't know a whole lot about him. I know his dad. His dad took, was it 0-2? He took the Raiders to the Super Bowl? And they got upset by the Bucks. I know he coached Nebraska for a little bit. Then he's on staff with Dallas. So it's kind of like a Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Bill Callahan, Brian Callahan. We'll see. He's a football kid, obviously grew up. Football was huge in his house. He's an offensive guy. He's in a very impressive OC. He's worked with some pretty impressive names. Most recently, Joe Burrow. So I don't know. I'm willing to give him a chance. To me, it's not a super splashy hire, but you know what? It kind of seems like a. It kind of seems like a, a Kyle Shanahan hire. He's got a good track record working with offenses. Mike Vrabel leaving. Bore, can, can you name a more boring offense than the Tennessee Titans during Mike Vrabel's tenure there? Good defensive guy. Mike Vrabel, tough. Hate to, hate to fight him in a fist fight. Defensive guy. I mean, he was a, shoot, he was a, a great linebacker for the Patriots. So, of course, he's a defensive guy. Hard nosed players coach, but not. Not very diverse on the offensive side, and that really showed. That really showed. Well, that's ultimately what ultimately what did him in, because it was kind of like there. Here was their here was the Titans' game plan. Okay, guys, this drive, we're gonna let Derrick Henry run whichever way he wants to. Next drive, we're gonna really focus on the right side of the line, but it is Derrick Henry. He was their offense. That was their game plan. Just hand the ball off. And if somehow they do get us a third and long, we'll throw it up to someone. Then AJ Brown left, and they're like, "All right, just give it to just give it to Derrick Henry." That was their game plan, and it worked for a while because Derrick Henry is ridiculous. But Derrick Henry's thirty-two now. Man, Brian Callahan. We'll see. I don't know a whole lot about him, but I know he's an offensive guy. I know I can already tell you this. His offense is going to be better than Mike Rabel's. His offense is going to be better than Mike Rabel's. 
So we'll see. This is this is so many. So is, is it eight? Eight new hires? My gosh. That's a lot. That's a quarter of the NFL just got new coaches. So a lot to digest. I feel like the only one we didn't talk about is Gerard Mayo. Now, I remember Gerard Mayo surprisingly good. I didn't know a lot about him when he came out of college. He was a pretty good linebacker. Pretty good. Obviously, he's a defensive guy. Worked under Belichick, but I don't know a lot about him. I was shocked that he was named the successor to Belichick. We'll see. That's a big job. Obviously, any any NFL coaching gig is a big job. I, I get that, but that's a big one. I'm curious to see who he who he brings in as his DC. I'll have to look that up. Um, it'll be it'll really depend on who he surrounds himself with, who is off it, who is OC, who his DC is, and how good Gerard Mayo is at game management because he's he's young too. He's not super old. He's got very minimal experience. That's kind of the new trend in the NFL is get the coolest guy, get the youngest guy, get someone young. Experience is matter. It seems like it's mattering less and less for the head coach. As long as you, as long as he's the hot name, surround him with guys who have experience. See what they do. So we'll see. If nothing else, has been fantastic for sports talk. Fantastic. So we shall see. That does it for our first episode. Thanks for listening. If you don't mind, subscribe, like, listen. I appreciate you guys.